Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive show in store for you tonight as we hit inside of Rafino's Ranch. You know what's interesting? The NCAA goes to uh, D.C. along with people like Nick Saban, Brian Kelly, Scott Woodward, etc. And they don't even have a plan. So... Instead of, again, for the 877th time in as many weeks, we have to talk about NIL because the game has changed, and yet the NCAA, even though Mark Emmert is out as president, we can't come up to a solution. You want equal, well, you can't have it because it's never going to be created equally. Ask today, do you have a plan the NCAA, pre- the NCAA president didn't have anything to say. Yet again, we come on the show as Brian Kelly meets with Steve Scalise. Nick Saban meets with Steve Scalise. Scott Woodward meets with Steve Scalise. The NCAA says, well, we'll, make, we'll do something. Well, you don't even have a plan in place. You don't even have a plan. Charlie Baker, what are you doing? I I, I don't understand it anymore. You're ruining it all for us because you're incompetency. We'll talk on that and Brian Kelly being in D.C. with Scott Wilber today. Maybe some things that have leaked out from some of those meetings. We'll touch on that uh, here tonight. We got to talk a little bit of recruiting. LSU has held a couple of camps. 
over the last couple of days. They had their elite camp where they tested a lot of kids. We'll talk some recruiting. Joel Rogers, the safety, well, he plays quarterback at West Feliciana, but the safety sets his commitment date for this upcoming Monday. We'll talk about him and some of the standouts. Talk to I was not there, but talking to some of the staff um, and getting the feel of what they saw. We'll give you some names here tonight to watch out for and guys that really, really stood out. Golden Spikes LSU. We'll get a little bit more in depth. I might ask Zach here tonight, who does he think maybe should win the Golden Spikes Award? Uh, we'll touch on that as well. And this is the last night we will be live until we start Saturday, Sunday, and potentially Monday of the postgame shows for your Super Regionals. So I'll give my prediction here tonight. I think we're going in two, and I'm going to tell you why. Tigers in two. Tigers in two. God help us if we get to three. Uh, I was going to get to this last night, but I'll get to that here tonight. An SEC team that really intrigues me. An SEC team that really intrigues me. You're not going to like it. I don't like it. But as I continue to see things and watch some of their film, I think with a year of development, this team can really do maybe not something special, but maybe turn an eye, maybe a game you need to look out for if you're an LSU fan that you're not looking out for uh, as well or haven't been looking forward to in this season. Also, as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, ask Blake, Thoughts, questions, concerns, bring them inside the Rudy Crew chat and we'll get to as many of them as we can. Oh, and by the way, we're on Fubo. Fubo TV, what's happening, baby? What is happening, baby? Good to be with you. Uh, congratulations to all that is joining us uh, on the Fubo, on Fubo TV, along with the Believe Network. And since we are doing that, None better to talk some football, some TV, some believe than the CEO and the man himself, Bron Houston Stam, is going to join us. Guys, he's a USC guy, but we're going to talk a lot of college football here tonight. Very much looking forward to uh, Bron joining us. He's the man. He's the man that gave me the shot, and it's been a fantastic partnership uh, with him and everybody, Eric, Joe, the entire team. So, looking forward to having Bron on. I think it's going to be a fantastic conversation. So, everybody on Fubo, welcome. If you haven't done so already, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all the social medias you see above. Twitter, which, by the way, over 20K today. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. But fired up for all of you watching this live right now on Fubo. Uh, Aaron Miller, let's get to a couple comments before Zach falls asleep. Uh, he says, LaFleur, uh, that was going to be, John David's going to be one of my, my top performers. Um, and from what you hear from the staff, a guy that you're going to absolutely have to, um, you're going to have to uh, watch out for. Uh, Chance Babin says, they went to D.C. for a photo op. D.C. and NCAA are equally incompetent. Well, I really do think that Scott Woodward and Brian Kelly, along with Nick Saban, are trying their best, but they want uniformity. They want laws to be put in place where people face crimes. So listen to this. Listen to this. Just, just for an example, this is what some of them want. Number one, they want a salary cap, which a lot of people like. But number two, number two, guess what else they want? 
They legitimately want you to go to jail if you do business with somebody and you don't follow the exact guidelines. So you're going to have to get lawyers involved. You're going to have to get your business teams involved, which you should have lawyers involved in it anyway. It's how we've done it every time we've signed someone to an NIL deal. But nevertheless, nevertheless, I, I, I don't get it. Charlie Baker's really what we're going to focus on here tonight, but you already know where Brian Kelly stands. You know where Brian Kelly stands. Kevin says, let's go. What's going on, Kevin? Tate Granger says, what we ranting about? Well, now you know. Now you know. Rob Boudreaux says, good evening, sir. Good evening to you as well. Adam, Adam, our Canadian friend up to the north. By the way, Adam, uh, you have a pretty good UFC fight up there in Canada uh, this week. What, Vancouver? Vancouver Grizzlies. Really good UFC fight. Charles Oliver, uh, Charles Oliveira, Dubronx Oliveira, and um, I think Amanda Nunes is on that card. I think uh, Benil Dariush is on that card. Uh, but he sends us a $13.99 super chat. My man Adam was on Twitter looking like the Canadian... Uh, Paul Skeens with that headband. So thank you so much, Adam, uh, for the support, my man. He also says, listening at 3 a.m. in Istanbul. Hashtag Istanbul. Uh, hashtag AYS. Well, thank you for being with us, man. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Kurt Paul says, D- DC can't fix nothing. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Roderick says, what's happening, Blake? What's happening? What's happening, huh? A Showtime production says LFG, Blake. Let's freaking go. I agree. I 1,000% agree. Zach, are you sleeping over here? Producer Zach is legitimately sleeping on the job. Shame you. Shame this man. So I I feel like we need to introduce ourselves, Zach, since we're on Fubo now. You want to introduce yourself? Who, 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 who Who are you? I'm Zach. It doesn't matter who you are. All right, go ahead and tell I, me. I, I said no, no, it's coming. Like, I mean, how I, many rock references point, do I have to make before producer Zach understands it? Yeah, I should have known that was coming at this point. But introduce I'm, yourself I'm to Zach what? I'm Zach Lee, for all those that are new. I uh, appreciate y'all joining. Yes, uh, yes. AYS, uh, community. Uh, I produce in the background every now and then. <laughs> we have a, a, a number texting in. Sean on the text line says, uh, hey, Blake, I just saw the picture with Zach. What in the hell is behind him? Is that Frisbees? Uh, yeah, it is. It's Are you a disc golf. golfer? I played collegially, surprisingly. Like, hold on, the, hold on. Played hold on. the Arkansas Razorbacks, played Tulsa, Ole Miss Rebels. We played them. We played them. We really? We beat Ole Miss both years. Now, of course you did. Arkansas. Hell yeah, you did. Uh, I just want to let you know that's the whitest sport alive, okay? Uh, you know, uh, whenever you get kind of older and, and you're not as athletic to make an actual collegiate Understood. Team, and you play – Are you the Harold sports, Perkins of kinda, disc golf? Are you the Harold Perkins of disc golf? I wouldn't say that. Okay. I wouldn't say that. Okay. Well, Zach, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for being producing. He's over there at the Tigers Avenue podcast as well. So all you – uh, joining us uh, on the new station. Thank you so much. And that's producer Zach. Always killing it, man. All the edits, everything you see, that's my man. That's my man. 
doing the edits and on the ones and twos. All right, a couple more before we get rolling. Abby says, I don't believe that the government shouldn't be involved. I think it's two negatives, but I think what you're saying is I don't think that they should be involved. Involved in NIL, the NCAA, and the SEC should figure it out. I don't disagree with you, though, Abby. Like, I, I, I hope I'm saying your name right, but I 1,000% I agree. We'll touch on that here tonight, along with some recruiting. And supers. We've got to talk about the super regionals. Alex Daigle, I hope I'm saying your last name right. <laughs> he says, Facebook, or on Facebook, he says, Tigers got, Tigers got to win this weekend. I know. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. Adam B says that was cold-blooded. Zach, you don't mind me saying the, it doesn't matter what you think. One day you're going to get me. Like one day, you're, you know, I'm going to be a guest on your show and I'll be like, what's up, man? He's going like, it doesn't matter what's up. Anyway. Uh, Roger Dugas says, Blake, man, them Bama and Georgia fans really think LSU going to be trash. Well, I'm just going to say this. You got to battle with Georgia, but Bama better calm down. Bama better calm down right now. All right, let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're listening to us on Facebook, like, subscribe, and notification bell. We greatly appreciate you doing that. YouTube, Facebook, share to those groups. Share to all of those Facebook groups. We greatly appreciate you doing that for us. If you're listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts, you're on Fubo, baby. Rate, review, and subscribe to Believe Sports and Believe Sports Network. We greatly, greatly enjoy you being here with us tonight let's talk about our good friends over the uh, our good friends though over at betonline.ag and our good friends over at gm Vorno and sons gm Vorno and sons.com don't go anywhere back with you shortly betonline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports contests events with the first to market odds in lines Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, <coughs> combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Floyd Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back. I had muted myself because I was blowing my nose during the commercial break. And then I was like, we're back. And I couldn't hear myself. And anyway, Jeremy Fontana says, Blake, who do I need to contact about advertising me <laughs> or the sales team? But I mean, you can just DM us, uh, Jeremy on Twitter. That's the best way to find me. A-Y-S-S sports or A-Y-S-S sport or no. AYS Sports, there we go. 
AYS Sports. I I forget my own handle. I forget my home uh, my own handle. Uh, Kurt Paul says, "Happy Warren Moore's Day." That is correct. That is correct. Uh, today, twenty-seven years ago, Zach, are you even twenty-seven? I don't even think producer Zach is twenty-seven years old. But twenty-seven years ago today, Warren Morris hit a absolute piss rocket out in the right field to win a national title. So a year before producer Zach was alive. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Even though that would be a great um, way to start the show. That's not where we are able to go. I know you don't like NIL. Some of you. I know some of you like NIL and want players to get paid. But I also know that some of you, even though you might like it, believe that there need to be guidelines and and resolutions to what state-by-states need to do. I don't necessarily completely disagree. However, this is the problem that I had. Now, in case you missed it, your head coach, Brian Kelly, along with Scott Woodward, Nick Saban, and Alabama's AD, who's slipping my mind at the current moment, went up to Washington, D.C. to meet with someone who else is from Louisiana and Steve Scalise in reference to NIL. Here's the problem. Do I believe that Brian Kelly, Nick Saban, Scott Woodward and others have come up with a good plan. And and I do like this. I do like Saban and Brian Kelly and Greg Sankey, I might add, who was in the room with Steve Scalise. I like that that is the face of the SEC going. It wasn't Kirby. It wasn't wasn't anybody else. It wasn't just Greg Sankey. You sent Brian Kelly. You sent Nick Saban. And you sent their ADs. And Greg Sankey was in the room. I don't have a problem with that. I think conversations, whether you like D.C., whether you like politics, I I get what you're saying. I'm with you. I like that 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 happens. However, however, Charlie Baker, who is the governor or former governor of the great state of Massachusetts, is your new NCAA president. And where my problem lies is not necessarily with what is going to happen in D.C. Because here's what I do think is the truth if you listen to any of it today. Guys, the crazy thing about NIL is both parties really are kind of on the same page. They're kind of on the same page. They're going to get something done, may come later this year. That part does look very promising. We don't need to throw that by the wayside, right? Like, we do not need to throw by the wayside that, look, there were really good conversations on both sides of the aisle. It's actually a little heartwarming, in a sense, to see both parties working together for once. Regardless of that, this is the major issue that I have. And what might need to, what might need to happen now, I know Charlie Baker was back in the back pew of the church clapping as this was going on, saying the NCAA needs to be break, broken up into parts. I don't necessarily disagree with him. I think that the group of five and the power five should be under like the NCAA, and then you have subsections where those entities, like a, 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 a FCS or Division three or D- Division two, whatever, they all can have their presidents. 
right? Like all of them have their presidents to where they can all rule what goes on there. Don't disagree with that. But here's the major issue in all that. Now, regardless where you sit on NIL, Charlie Baker goes into D.C. not having a plan. The only person that had a plan was Saban, Woodward, and Kelly, along with Greg Sankey. They're the only ones that were there today that had a true, legitimate plan. When asked, Charlie Baker, and I'm paraphrasing, but you, I gave you the transcript on our Twitter. The problem that I ultimately have is, is basically today he was asked, what are some things that you need to see? And he goes, well, you heard what Nick Saban and Brian Kelly said. You heard what a guy from Ole Miss's collective said. Basically what they said. You need to just add exactly what they told you to do. They didn't. They already asked him. You're the NCAA president. You're the one that's got to enforce all of this. And he goes up there and he says, "Oh well, I'm upset that there's no laws where people can fi- uh, can face penalties if they break NIL guidelines." Wait, wait just a minute. You you want there to be someone to be arrested for legitimately doing a business deal? Like, so for an example, if Hurricane Ida hits and I'm paying someone through an NIL deal and for whatever reason the bank doesn't transfer this young man's money because all hell broke loose and somehow, some way, the kid's mad and sues us, you want us not to only be sued but arrested? There's a thing such called a civil court. You know, they keep saying, the NCAA, the SEC, everybody keeps telling me, Blake, it's always about player safety. It's always about making sure the players are okay. Okay. You go up there today and say that there should be a salary cap on NIL. Okay. Okay. I will will concede to some of that. Like, hey, your collective can't spend over $10 million. Okay. Okay. Sounds sounds groovy. Can't spend over 10 mil. Nobody can spend over 10 mil. But you have Charlie Baker out there saying, we don't have a plan. His exact words were, well, we would have to go back together and discuss the exact plan that we need. You were just up in D.C. How do you not have a plan? How do you not have a plan in order for NIL? The number one topic in 2020, it's 2023, I might add. We're over the three-year mark since 2020. And don't say that Charlie Baker, that, oh, I'm just the new NCAA president. You were the governor of a state that passed an NIL bill. How do you not know what needs to be done? I, I Look, I felt like I've been and come out here and said, hey, hey, let's just be cool. They'll get it all worked out. I was chill. I'm going to admit something. NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever, PGA, fighting, boxing, UFC, whatever. 
there is only one or two sports that I love the most. It's college football and it's college baseball. I love both of them. We'll talk about them as long as I have breath in my lungs. And for the first, like, legitimate and real first time, I'm extremely worried that they just don't know what they're doing anymore. Today should have been, today should have been the ultimate test, the ultimate, like, hey, guys, everybody's got their ish together. Everybody's got their ducks in a row. Everything is ready to be done with NIL. We would tell Steve Scalise, we would tell Tommy Tuberville, we would tell all these people, hey, this is what's got to be done. We handed you over a pamphlet. Take out what you believe should and maybe add some stuff, some regulatory stuff, whatever. Whatever you got to do. But here's our plan. And the president of athletics in college said, just do what those dudes said. Just do what they said. You think those people were writing notes? You think the senator from Wichita, Kansas is is taking notes? You think that the senator from Montana really knows what's going on in recruiting in Alabama with the hypocrite known as Nick Saban? He can sit up there in D.C. all he wants. But if you put a salary cap on it, if you do anything in regulatory ways that you want to do it, you know what it doesn't stop? Let me tell you what it doesn't stop. Because it's known and it's always been known that every time that an Alabama kid would commit, here comes a challenger in mama's driveway, black on red. Here comes the Hellcat. Meow. Okay, you know that it would be in his in that kid's driveway the next morning. JoJo Earl decommits from LSU, signs with Alabama, and literally the day that he signed, literally the day that he signed, that kid had a challenger. That kid was in a Hellcat or whatever it was. It does not stop Saban for doing everything that he does underneath the table. Doesn't stop. Kirby Smart doesn't stop uh, 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 Jesus fearing Dabo. It doesn't stop Brian Kelly. It doesn't stop any of them. It doesn't stop Lincoln Riley. It doesn't stop Jimbo. It doesn't stop Kiffin. It doesn't stop Sam Pittman. It doesn't stop Billy Napier. All of them are going to be issuing them, them dollars underneath the table. Doesn't stop Shane Beamer. All of them are going to be wheeling and dealing underneath the table. Here's the truth. Saban, Kelly, all of them, they don't want to know and show you where the money's coming from. They don't want to show you the price tag that they've been giving kids. And that's fine. But you know, I know, Santa Claus knows, the Tooth Fairy knows, everybody knows that Saban's got soldiers, that these elite coaches have soldiers that go out there and drop them bags. Bags of cash. You have a coach that literally in the SEC at Tennessee was putting stacks on stacks on stacks, as they say in the rap song, racks on racks on racks of cash 
inside of McDonald's bags. Thank God he wasn't going to Burger King. BK, have it your way. Here's some cash. No. He went to McDonald's where you can get the big deluxe breakfast, a side of pancakes and hash browns, and get a whole fat stack of cash. They don't want you knowing what they're doing, y'all. It ain't about them damn kids. Look, every one of y'all are in here are grown. Y'all all here are grown. You know, I know, it ain't got nothing to do with what money them kids is making. Who cares what money they're making? But Blake, what if they don't file their taxes? Who gives a shit? It's not your problem if a kid's parents teaches him to file taxes. You know what you you know what you do. You know what you can do. W2 his ass. <laughs> I mean, withhold taxes from the kid. You know, I, I'm hearing some leaks out of there that they want the NIL giver. If you do individualized deals, they want you as the a technical employer to be responsible of all the taxes to prevent me from giving a kid an NIL deal. I'm just going to tell you something. It doesn't matter that I got to pay the taxes. Bring it on. Not me individually, but you mean to tell me that the main figures of NIL care what you think about the taxes? Hell no. You know that they've been given money without it being tax deductible for a hundred years. In 2019, before NIL became a thing, they were giving out fat stacks of mad cash underneath the table that they couldn't even talk to their wives about. <laughs> you you think they're worried about taxes? We talking about taxes. Man. Man, man, man. But yet, let's put a salary cap on it. Yeah, you know what? Give Nick Saban a salary cap. I guarantee you, five Johnny Five Star from Texas is going to have a Hellcat in his driveway by the morning. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. 
So stop fooling yourself. Stop just because you don't want to see it and you don't want kids making money because you have a small wee wee and you're out here and they make more money than you doesn't mean that you have to be the person and the crazy individual that you are. My God. All right. Speaking on recruiting. Linda asked, well, Linda asked a good, a good question. Blake, what is your solution? Because, Linda, we literally talked about this yesterday. Literally talked about this yesterday. No one's coming up with solutions. Here's how I would do it. Everything has to be cleared through an NCAA clearinghouse, meaning just how kids get into college to play athletics – you don't only have to go through the school, you have to go through the NCAA, okay? Of every NIL deal, you're not going to like this, but through every NIL deal, a portion of those earnings that you give to the player goes to the NCAA to fund jobs for people to be able to regulate and make sure that the contracts are okay. Also, have the school, which a lot of these schools do, you must have an in, multiple NIL people on your staff, attorney, preferably attorneys to read through contracts. So you can hire Joe Smo, from $120,000 to $200,000 a year, whatever you want to do, and they overview NIL contracts. Do you want to put a salary cap on it? Doesn't really bother me. It, it really doesn't bother me. The problem it would me would be for me, not NIL. If you're going to transfer, the portal's really the problem. It's not NIL. You have windows. So if you commit to a school, you cannot transfer for the first year. I, I would actually do for the first 18 months once you hit campus. You cannot transfer. I think it would stop a lot of this. It would, it would maybe make head coaches around the country be a little bit more like, hey, man, hey, man, hey, man, like we got to make sure that this kid's okay. And the only way the kid can transfer is if the coach releases him in the first 18 months, meaning they mutually agree. But as far as the salary cap, no. Go through a clearinghouse. Make sure that you have attorneys involved. Okay, they're not breaking the law. And if you violate it or put it inside a universal contract, make sure that everything, like in the clearinghouse, it, 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 like in there, like me, let me give an example. So like, for example, if a business doesn't pay a kid within the first 40 days of the, of the contract, then the contract is terminated. So if you pay him on the 15th of, of every month, on the four, uh, 41st day, if he doesn't receive the, or the, the monies, Okay, or if you don't receive the services that you're requesting in those 40 days, then the contract is just null and void. I, I, what Collectives, okay, well, if you want to do a collective, make guidelines. Make there like 10 things that you have to do. If you're giving players money, there are 10 things a year that those players have to do that receive money out of a collective. I have seen multiple schools like LSU, for an example, and when they start their collective, they started going to doing like soup kitchens and things like that. Why not do that, right? Like, why not do that? 
So basically, if a kid goes and you have a collective and all 85 of the players on scholarship have to do a minimum of 20 hours community service, during the season, you can find time. I know it's tough. Do two hours every Sunday. If you do two hours every Sunday, it is what it is. And hell, 20 hours might be too much. Make them do five hours a month. Like, hey, you got to do five hours a month of community service. Doesn't bother me. But in reference to, in reference to putting a salary cap on it, you can't do that. Once they do that, they stop free capitalism. And it would be unconstitutional. All right, let me do this because um, Brian Houston Stam is going to be joining us in about five minutes. Let me get to a couple comments, then I got to get to recruiting, and then we'll talk some baseball here in a minute. We'll talk some baseball. I'll give you my selection because we this will be the last night to roll on until we start doing the post games. This old vet says other students don't have a salary cap. That's my point. Like that's one thousand percent my point. Again, you go back to a situation where uh, kids on campus that play athletics are are still hindered. You know what else is a massive issue? The only thing that I agree with Char- uh, Charlie Baker on today is that Title IX is a massive issue. But the problem is he got it wrong. He said that no women are making money. That's horse crap. That is complete horse crap. If Charlie Baker would have done any research, the three highest paid athletes, the three right now, are Libby Dunn, Angel Reese, and I'm pretty sure who was it, Van Lith? Wasn't it Van Lith, Zach? Three people who just so happily are at LSU. You, let me let me tell you something. You know what's interesting? You don't see any women talking talking that stuff, do you? Funny how it's the men that are talking the crap. You don't see Dawn Staley, Kim Mulkey talking that ish. Why is that? Why why don't you see women women complaining about it? Because women are smarter than men. They know when to be. You know, I, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but they women are calculated. They're more calculated than men. Rick says, it's the Wild Wild West, Blake. More level playing field got Saban's attention. We play a sport, though. This is my point. This would be my only point. It's never an even even playing field. It's it's never going to be an even playing field. Like I said earlier, USC, Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan. It's never going to be an open playing field. Uh Uh-oh. Can you hear me, Zach? I'm banging on the table and I thought something unplugged. (laughs) It's not an open, it's not an, an equal playing field. You go out to a game every Saturday to find out who is better, not equal. Like, I mean, man, I mean. All right, 
One more minute. I, I want to run through this recruiting thing that happened at LSU today before we get to our guy, Braun. There are four or five guys that this week that went to the elite LSU camp. So if you don't know what the elite LSU camp is, basically it's an it's an invitee list where kids are getting invited to come here from all across the country, even from your own state, to compete one-on-one against each other. You got DBs, receivers, O-line, D-line, tight ends. They're all in the building. All in the building. Here's what the most interesting thing to me is. There are five kids that stood out. Number one, one of them's already committed to you, and Galloway, Tavion Galloway. The kid really turned some heads this weekend, and thank God he is already committed to you, really doing some good things at the tight end position. Uh, Andre Evans, the DB from Nashville. So I called, you know, I talked to my buddy uh, that we go on radio with every Wednesday, Bill King, up there in Nashville. He's like, man, Blake, this kid can really play. Well, Bill, he came down to Louisiana, ran a 4-4 electronic 40, and locked everything down. He was like Akon, got locked up, won't let me out. He was locking everything down. I love this next kid, though. John David LaFleur. I feel like dodgeball. Zach, remember, what was the guy's name? Uh, LaFleur. It was played by Vince Vaughn. Help me out in the chat. Come on, LaFleur. <laughs> John David LaFleur, 6'6", tight end from Sulphur. Turning every... Peter LaFleur. That's it. Peter LaFleur. Thank you. <laughs> if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. I like that kid. Man, look, you've got some offensive linemen, some tight ends, some big bodies in this state that's committing as BK's locking this down. A couple more, then we got to get rolling. You high offensive lineman, Lamar Brown, I told to some people around the offensive line room. They said that that kid is going to be a beast out of U High. And Kylan Billiot, wide receiver 6'4 from Terrebonne, are what everybody's raving about. Now, one thing that we need to keep note on, we'll talk about this next Monday on the show. Barring LSU obviously has to get to a game three. But Joel Rogers, the safety, is committed on Monday at 530. Guys, I, 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 I'm not going to continue to come out here and tell you I told you so. You are two commits away from inside the state of the top 15 kids in the state being locked down. The last time that happened, 2001 Nick Saban. LSU. Les couldn't do it. Ed Orgeron couldn't do it. Here comes Brian Kelly. Boop, boop, boop. Saving the day. Saving the day. This next man, though, gave your boy a shot. The CEO of Believe, Brian Houston Stan, is going to be joining us. We're going to talk about Fubo, USC. Are we going to Vegas? I heard, I heard Brian and me are going to Vegas, baby. As his USC Trojans and our Tigers square off in 2024. NIL portal, we're going to get into it all. He's going to join us next. But let's talk about our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Don't go anywhere. Don't hit that dial tone. We're back next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. 
The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. It only took me 715 episodes to get the next man on. The CEO of Believe, my man, Braun. What's up, buddy? Well, then you put me on after Drake Williams. Those guys are the best. I can't compete with that. No, you can't. I mean, look, well, I mean, Ryan's going to be flattered. Ryan and Ernie are going to be really flattered. But we got to get to commercial break, man. We're on TV now. We got to get breaks in between here. That's right. I heard you just bringing it up. Happy to be on with our best hosts, leading primetime, Fubo Television, every night. Catch your boy Blake. Everybody out there that's been listening, like, this is a journey you're all taking together. All this right. guy is blowing up. He is the voice of the South, now available <laughs> internationally through Fubo on the Believe TV channel every night. We're excited to have it, man. And you earned it. You're fantastic. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. And thank you for everything that, you know, you gave your boy a shot. I called you one day and was like, hey, man, I want to do this. And you're like, okay, come on. And one thing led to another, and here we are. <laughs> you ever seen the, the Paul? Right. The Paul Ru- well, you know the Paul? You remember the Paul Rudd meme? It's like, who would have thought we'd have been here? Not me. You know, that's how, that's how I feel like we are. Look at us. Yeah, look at us. All right. So we do have Fubo, and thank you so much. And uh, look, so I'm not just me, but there are a lot of things going on in Belize Sports. I, I got to get you to talk about that. It's not just my show. You got Coach JB. You got others. Can you just let everybody know what's going on with Fubo and where they can catch it and everything like that, too? Sure. Download the Fubo app. Sign up. For those of you that aren't familiar with the Fast Space, free ad-supported television. It's free, but you got to watch the ads. It's a good trade, though. We've got two channels, Believe Sports, Believe Football. You are dominating Believe Sports right now. Thank you. Check them out anywhere <laughs> you get your fast platforms. But go to Fubo right now because we started yesterday, and and you're about to come on, actually, I think, here really quick. So uh, <laughs> no. it'll be perfect time. If you missed something, you know, check it out in about two hours. It'll be right back up. Be right back up. I want to talk to you not just about that, but I know me and you didn't talk about this, but i got to ask you. What, what made you start Believe? I mean, now you, we have so many people. We have former athletes like Lindell White was on the show a while back, and he was fantastic. He was actually at LSU when he did the show. Like So him and Chris Johnson were in Baton Rouge He's when he comes on the show. So I, I guess what was your vision when you started all this and, and where we're at now, man? This is crazy. Former NFL guys, former collegiate guys. Like, Where did you think of this and, and how far? Or Just tell us the story, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Look, it's a great question. And it, and it really came from need. So I had an agency. I was working with a couple athletes, um, mostly businesses, but, you know, just really like to help my friends. And Ryan Leaf was one of my clients. And I saw this coming and I said, hey, Leaf, there's this podcast thing, you know, and I think it'd be a really good opportunity for you. You know, it kind of looked like the way for a clothing company, which is I, something that I own. I grew up. My parents owned a chain of surf shops uh, naturally. 
And uh, <laughs> right. I said, look, man, this is this is skipping the consumer uh, or right to the consumer. You know, you can skip the middleman. You don't need to go to Nordstrom's just like you don't need to have a radio or a TV station. You know, you can build this up yourself. And I started looking and I couldn't find a spot that, you know, would be a startup specialist for professional athletes. And so that's what we really started. You know, local radio is not step one. Local radio is like step six. Right. And those exactly. jobs and those microphones aren't becoming available every day, as you know. And so, you know, what, what do you do? You know, you played for LSU, you're, you're big in town and, and you want to get on the mic, you know, you got to go hunt it and you don't anymore. You come to believe we have 175 athletes on the platform and, and, you know, fantastic hosts like yourself. And we've really established that and couldn't be more excited about, you know, the direction that we're going and, you know, breaking through some of these glass ceilings so that when you start, it's not just about audio or it's not just about, you know, building up your own organic, you know, audience and every listen everywhere, but that we can take it to television. We can take it to tune in radio. You know, we can take it around 40 platforms now. So when your boy here speaks good or bad, know that 40 <laughs> different places are hearing it immediately. And that's what we want here at Believe, you know, and that's exciting. It's a labor of love to get there, babe, but we love it. You know, it's so funny when you said good or bad made me think about how um, the best of Believe that, that's on there that it was before all the TV mm -hmm. stuff, too. But Joe and um, Alex having to edit out every F-bomb after the Alabama LSU game. I mean, it's like 20. <laughs> and the, a good F-bomb now. Uh, I, well, well nothing but when they won an overtime and there's 45 of them in the opening minute. right it can't really happen but i was i was too lot. excited i couldn't help myself i i just really couldn't help myself just, just let it go no it go. no question but i i will say to to your part i you were 1000 percent right like Look, I, I told people this today because we were talking about, you know, like my brother called when he saw that we had posted about Fub the Fubo deal. I was like, dude, I had a TV tray, a, a beat down laptop and a snowball microphone. And now it's this like I never would have I never imagined. And then what you're talking about, man, like going through glass ceilings. Uh, it's fantastic. But I do want to talk some some football with you as well. And NIL. So you talked about you having clients and Ryan Leaf be one of them. Back then, if NIL were a massive thing and you having a lot of friends that are athletes, what like what would you have told them with NIL? Like, what do you think about all this going on in the transfer portal and stuff like that? Well, it's different for everyone. And, and, you know, the difference between amateur and professional is, you know, what do you play for? You know, some people play because right. they love it. You know, some people play D3 because they love it. And, and the day they take off their jersey for the last time and they know they're never going to play again, they cry. <laughs> you can get money in any situation, you know, you, you take it. It's like, you know, when I was at USC was the three years that Leinert and Reggie were there. And, you know, my background as a professional surfer, like I would tell Leinert all the time, like just because there's 50,000 person at your event and 500 at mine doesn't mean it doesn't mean as much, you know. So it it's if you're in that situation and you can get paid for it, then let the economic principle and the invisible hand dictate it. But what's coming now and what really messes with that is when you have the collectives and they're not even hiding it, you know, it's not even, you know, like louisiana john's car shop that's giving out million dollar <laughs> endorsement deals right it's just 27 guys that get together and put in 100k and go and buy people but you you have to have guardrails you, you just have to it's not always in the best interest to let the athletes or the employees run things because you know you can consume too much too soon 
and then lose in the end. And, and I think you've kind of seen that. I think you've seen some of the schools that, you know, they've come in with big NIL packages and it hasn't worked out. I mean, dude, when we were at school, like Ogeron was a coach there and he'd poke his head in and be like, is Lundell in here? You know, and you knew <laughs> if you were in a class with Lundell and you were going to get that every time. And it was hilarious. You know, that's where he was. And so, you know, now I couldn't even imagine like Odron's going to be in like, is Lundell and his seven people in here? And they're all, and he's got three people taking notes for him and he's got his nutritionist and it's somebody drove him over there. Like, right. Like all that I'm for, but it's gotta be within some kind of rules because I think what you'll end up happening is, you know, it's bad for the sport in the long run. You want a somewhat, and I heard you talking earlier, like we play to win, you know, you see this better, but you need some kind of competitive level playing field in all sports. Here are the rules. You can't have gray area. Gray area is where fights are in anything. You know, you need black and white definitions and a structure. And I think we'll get there. It's getting closer. Well, and Brian, my solution, because every time that we talk about NIL, like I heard Charlie Baker today talking about the new NCAA president. And I'm like, they legitimately asked him for his plan and he didn't have one. And those are the things that frustrate me the most when he's in right. D.C. and he doesn't have a plan. But then number two, I'm like, okay, so listen. Of the $7 billion you made last year as the NCAA, why don't you hire a 1,000 people and you have to go through a clearinghouse through NIL? You want compliance? Hey, you can't have an NIL deal and through it clears through the compliance. Liner did it. Sure. You know, like, and so at minimum, Braun, like just at minimum saying, hey, this doesn't, this doesn't work and you can't do this. And some of that would calm down, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. How about not letting the school negotiate him either? So you've got somebody out there like, hey, I'm going to give you 300000 to start. And the coach is like, what? Wait, what? Who told you this? Like, it, that's ridiculous. So obviously in California, they're trying to push it as employees now. You know, when they were the first state, I believe, if not right. to, to recognize NIL in the first place. It, it's difficult, man. You've got different conferences. You've got different states. You've got you know, local policies, you've got taxes, there's there's so many implications there. It really does need to come from the top, though. And I mean, that's what the NCAA is supposed to do. That's their job, you know, it's to govern the body. And, and like I said, I think they'll figure it out. They've got smart people there. But, you know, they did a double Pandora's box at the same time, you know, this transfer portal and NIL at the same time, neither had guardrails on them. And you just can't put that stuff back in the box. Like the ghosts, the ghosts are out. There's no Ghostbusters coming around, you know, this big beam up to the sky. Kids are going crazy and 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 they should, you know, it, they're always going to take advantage of the path of least resistance and the path to the most success. And you've given them the opportunity to carve it out and people are clever. They're smart and they figure out ways to make it better for themselves. And they are, like I said, you just need guide rails. It's, that's all you need. There are a couple things, like you said, a thousand people. You just need a couple good ones to be able to get in there and, and, and knock this thing out and then be able to stand up to people that say, hey, this isn't the way I do it. You know, that's that's mostly what, you know, politics is. You're going to piss off half the room and, and and you just have to make them less pissed than they were before you got there. Well, and I say a thousand people and you're right. I mean, you, literally, you could get away with far much less. But you get what I'm saying, like hire as many as you want to. I mean, like just legis sure. like legislate what you need to legislate. But, you know, I I've said this from the beginning, Bron. The problem that I haven't uh, that I've ha had had the most is not necessarily NIL. It's been the portal. Well, you want to know why kids are transferring and going places? Well, they're getting tampered with, <laughs> and they can get sure. up and leave Absolutely. and go. So I guess right. And I think I I heard Saban or you know it was another you know uh, big coach talking about this the other day is that the kids are tampering. <laughs> Half the time they're the ones reaching out. 
Like they want to see what right. the grass is greener on the other side. You know, they're up there on their tippy toes looking over the fence going, mm. Hey, what's going on over there? Like you got to send me a hundred grand and, and they got families and they hear rumors. And, and again, like those contracts, like, are, are they legit? I mean, was the kid went to, uh, was it Miami or Florida state? And they got a bunch of offers and he got there and they just weren't there anymore. Like you, you can't just can't have that stuff. Like I feared when this would happen, that people would get duped on the local level. Like, Hey, come to my you know car wash and I'll pay you a thousand bucks. And the kid shows up and there's no money and he does his thing and he doesn't get paid. I mean, that was the initial fear, but you know, what came from that was just the collectives. I mean, you're not trying, not even trying to hide it anymore. It's just straight to pay them. So, um, there's a lot there's really a lot to unpack there but college football is so successful and there's so much money flying all over the place that they've got a lot of other things to correct too like you know what's going to happen with the championship tournament why do we play the championship on monday night can we get into that topic like yeah we're gonna get saturdays all year and you're you're telling kids on the east coast at nine o'clock they're supposed to watch a college football game for two teams they don't even like and their their team's been out of it for six weeks. They've already moved on to right. the transfer portal. Half the right. team has gone pro, and then you're, you're trying to pull them back into this year, and they're already thinking about next year. There's a lot going on with college football, but look, that's what makes it so fun. You know, that's what we can get together and sit here and uh, and go over. Before we get to the Monday night thing, I'd be remiss to ask you two questions. Pac-12. It's been a lot of rumors that they had an NIL. I mean, not NIL, a TV deal. What, what do you think's really going to happen with the Pac-12? I mean, I know your Trojans, and we'll get to them in a minute, but your Trojans are going to the Big Ten. What do you think happens to the Pac-12 with them out, though? Uh, I think it drops out of a Power Five conference. I do, too. I think you'll see it like a Conference USA. Um, You know, I think the ACC's got better contracts right now, but I would be worried if I was them, too, um, because there's just bigger fish at play. You know, you're looking at Fox versus ESPN. Um, you know, North versus South you right. know, out here in the West. You're like, hey, don't forget about us. But the Pac-12 made some bad decisions, you know, and and we've seen this come from from companies before. This is a hundred year old brand dead. You know, this is Blockbuster. This is BlackBerry. you got to see the writing on the wall that this is something that can potentially end. And it doesn't mean there wasn't good people. It doesn't mean they didn't try. They chose to do the Pac-12 network. They chose academics, which is hilarious, because tell me about academics with Arizona State and Oregon State <laughs> and places like that. So you're not going to add you're not going to add San Diego, one of the top media markets in the country, because San Diego State like San Diego State's harder to get into now than a couple of those other places. They just built a new football stadium. They just right. made it to the finals of the of, of final four the college tournament. Right. And you didn't want to bring that in. Oh, let, let's keep going. How about UNLV? You don't want to add UNLV? You don't want to add the, the city of Las Vegas that now has three professional sports teams and is growing like crazy and is for surely to get another NBA team. Could have added Reno. You could have added BYU. You could have just done basketball um, with Gonzaga. You could have just done football with Boise State. They had all these opportunities to expand and conquer. Uh, and instead, they went the other way. You know, they went elitist. Uh, they hid the games from everybody. Look, as a USC fan, for, for those of you who don't know how this works out here, the Pac-12 network, was you couldn't get it on some of the the subscribers and and some of the cable subscriptions weren't available in the area. So like if you were in Palos Verdes, which is a huge USC, beautiful place on the hill, you couldn't actually get the Pac-12 channel. And this was, you know, eight, nine years ago. Now you've got it on, you know, a lot of the streamers, but at the time you couldn't get it. So, and it was same thing happened to the Dodgers for four years too. 
So not only was it hidden from kids there, but then the deal with Fox, like our games are coming on at seven at night on over here. So it's 10 on the East Coast. So all around the country, you're like, you're just hid the Pac-12 from people. And kids want to go to schools that they see. That's what Notre Dame's big lead was for so long. You know, they were always on TV. You just had hidden conference, hidden players. Nobody's winning in basketball. We haven't sent anyone in football. And it just slowly went down. And the good kids didn't want to go there. I mean, Bryce Young was committed to USC. He just looked at that and was like, I know where I want to go. You know, I'm going to go win right. a national title and a Heisman Trophy at at Alabama. And so, like, they've, they've, it's gone so far down. And, 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 you know, you really think about a kill shot, you know, you lose the heartbeat of it, you know, USC and UCLA bailing. And, you know, they put their offices in San Francisco and went on the, you know, Stanford uh, and, and Cal route. And they should have been in LA the whole time because all the talents in LA, all the guests are in LA. You got to get hosts up there. They're the most expensive offices in the city. It's just one thing after another. If you want to know how you kill a hundred brand, it's not a one thing. You know, there was a lot of decisions made along the way. And I don't even need to take a breath. We just talk about this for another 22 minutes and, and keep going. But uh, <laughs> that's really what's happened. And I think they'll drop down. I don't think some of the schools like are, are really that interested. And I haven't spoken to him, but I don't think some of them are going to be able to make the jump. I don't think they necessarily want to make the jump if they can keep playing the way that they are. And maybe you, you know, you drop into that next tier conference because it looks like it's only going to be the big two anyway. But I think what will always keep it and what will always keep college football going is that people love playing college football. Right. And there's an abundance of talent out there that wants to play. So not everybody wants to go to Alabama and be the seventh string. You know, much rather go to New Mexico State and actually play and start at quarterback. So as long as you have that influx coming in from high school every year of talented players, you're always going to have a lot of schools. And there are so many kids that want to play. So you're going to have, you know, a couple hundred teams every year. People are going to want to watch and people are going to want to play. So these little, they'll stay, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a, a big and a small. What do you think about Oregon? Uh, like, uh, to be real with you, I mean, with the night, everybody using Nike or Jordan now in athletics, pretty much in football. Why do you think Oregon didn't get like an offer from somebody like the Big 12 or the Big 10? Like, why were, why were they left out, do you think? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and you also have to look at like, you know, if, if you were to really draw it up, like does Purdue get to stay, right? Like those are the kind of things that are just big questions. Like when you look at a business, like if you owned a franchise and you had, you know, 14 stores and now you were going to add six more, do you have to keep all 14? Um, you know, a place like Oregon, a place like Washington, do you have to take Oregon State or those tied, you know, are they sharing finances? Like when Alabama tried to off UAB to get more money in, like, <laughs> right? You know, do you have to pull those in a as well? Um, so I think that there's just a lot of bigger questions there. Plus, you're dealing with, you know, I I'm, I'm not sure the politics, you know, are, are the same. Um, the curriculums are the same. Uh, the desires are the same. But if you were just talking about playing on the field, like absolutely, does Oregon want to play Ohio State? I mean, they beat them. They beat them when they played. Uh, was that last year at the beginning of the year? So. Or two years ago, yeah, so two it's, years it's something ago. that they beat I, I them down, think, man. I think it'll come. There's no way Phil Knight's letting it go by the wayside. Like they're going to join somewhere, they're going to stay relevant. And I would think Washington too. They're just too good, too much money committed. Um, you know, too many passionate people to let those die. Now, some of the other ones out here, you could see. You know, Cal, Stanford. Um, you know, if Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, I think they'll go south. I think they'll end up in the Big Twelve eventually. Um, but some of the other ones, you just got to wonder. Yeah, and look on the Rafino and Joe show that's also going to be on Fubo as well. 
Look, three weeks ago, Bron, I, I had heard Colorado Big 12, and I kept screaming it from the rafters. People not knowing, like people out west, so we had the, the you know, I, I guess because our show is broader and a broader network, obviously, I, we have all these people from Colorado calling me a dummy. That We're not going south. We're going west. We're going, we're not going south. What do you mean you started south? That's my point. It's going back. And so I'm like, don't use recency bias. And now everybody's (laughs) going to want prime. And and, and, you know, and and by the way, it's a huge market. It's Denver. Exactly. And and it's not even from like, if you talk to anybody in the big 12 office, it, it, it does have something to do with Dion, but it has to do with Colorado actually cared now. Like you go and spend the money that you want to do with Dion. You're like, Oh, okay. So you actually do want to win. Like you're going to do what you think you, you need to do to get eyeballs on you. So that's interesting. But you know who's got sure. eyeballs on them right now? USC. We go, hey, right. First off, first off, we going to 2024 LSU-USC? Yeah, absolutely. Although, look, I wish it was home and homes. I, I don't like the neutral I'm, field. I'm with you. Like a place like USC, we need LSU's ban just marching into campus. That That's how you get a community riled up for the start of the season. That's people think about it all year i can't wait to go i want to go you know uh, wives friends people fly into town it's good for the city that's how you just energize a program no question you don't get any of that when you play in these neutral fields but yes if my arm is twisted i will go to las vegas and watch the usc pants off of the lsu tiger who doesn't want to see that oh now oh now no no, be careful now (laughs) i love you but no it's gonna be a great game well you know what's what's interesting is I agree because the Rose Bowl, like seeing – so for an example, okay, like growing up, like I always wanted to go to the Rose Bowl, but we don't get to experience that, okay? So a right. couple of years ago when LSU went up there, you know, and Orgeron said the CC Blue shirt and UCLA beat down on LSU and Orgeron got fired, it's still monumental. Having USC in Death Valley on a Saturday night at 7 o'clock when all of us are drunk, okay, because we drink beer and, 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 and whiskey like water, you need to experience sure. that, right? And so, right. of college I, athletics. I want to come to LSU. And, I want to come to LSU. Right. Like, and, I want to come. That would be fun. That's a, that's like bucket list trips. You look three years down the line, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize my school. Like, we, I just got an email right now about USC's uh, games next year, home and away. For the first time in the Big 12, and the first thing I looked at was like, oh, my gosh, Michigan's coming to town. Like, that's going right. to be a huge, huge weekend. And USC got a playing Michigan in Colorado. Well, in Michigan, I mean, not Michigan, but USC, that schedule is kind of favorable. I think what you get Ohio State and Michigan at home, right? Uh, no Ohio State next no year. No Ohio they State, so it's just they Michigan? State on the road, Michigan at home. Regardless, could you, the Big Blue going into USC. That Bron, it's yep. must-watch television. Right, and it was when Ohio State came, you know, when Matt Barkley uh, was the quarterback. Ohio State came, we went there. It was so much fun. I mean, that's 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 what you want. Like, why even schedule it? And what's so much more fun about it, too, is like, you know, I understand you don't want to play them twice, right? No one wants to take these L's, right? So that's right. schedule San Diego State and UC Riverside, and you get two wins, just, just like the SEC didn't want to schedule a ninth game. No one wants to add all those losses. But it's so fun. It's so good for the sport. And I think the way the college playoffs is, it's only going to help, right? If, if if LSU comes to USC and loses, it, it doesn't matter. You've got the rest of the season to make it up. If you win, you carry that ticket. 
That's, right. that's Willy Wonka's ticket to the college football chocolate factory. Like you can subscribe to that right off the beginning of the year and it just gets people pumped. I mean, and the kids too, it's like you're playing LSU game one, like you're running in the off season. Look who entered the chat. Look who entered Eric Weinberger. Mm, mm, mm. He says, let's go fellas. Let me ask you though about USC. Best. USC, mm -hmm. Caleb Williams. What are we doing this year? What's, what's, what's the Trojans doing this year? Well, I am so impressed with him. You know, I didn't know a lot about him just as a person when he was at Oklahoma. But obviously, you know, I, I follow my college. And when he came here, just hearing, like, his desires, his work ethic, like, he wakes up at 4.30. It's like yoga, nutrition, workout, study. He doesn't just want to be a good football player. Like, he actively states that he wants to be the best ever. And he's got that path here. You know, he's got good coaches. He's got other people around. You know, you've got Matt Leinertz and Carson Palmers. And, you know, people have done it on the college level and, and people that have gone into the NFL. It's a great breeding ground for somebody to be fantastic. And when you watch him play, I mean, he's so patient. You know, it, it, sometimes you're like, hey, he's holding the ball so long. But, like, very hard to have four sets of eyes, like one on the lineman and two downfield. Like, he'll just hang back there and hang and hang and then – you know, gone. I mean, when he's got the ball in his hands, he's dynamic too. And look, you won the Heisman trophy, right? He's the best player in the country and you're returning that. I mean, when you watch him from a distance, like, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Is this as good as advertised? As far as him being a quarterback? Yes. Like there, but see, this is when you talked about the disconnect as an example, like the disconnect from like half the country, because look, I do. Okay. But not all the time. When he when they played, who was at Utah at night? I can't watch that game. Like Bron, the right. second the, the, right. the second half, like I had to wake up the next morning and watch the second half as an example. I'm not staying up to one thirty while my wife just gave birth. You know, like I I can't do that. Though right. there's only one thing that I wanted to see from Caleb Williams to, and if he did it, I think that they can make a playoff. The nail thing. Right, like the nail thing was like a, just a like. But, That's but, it, huh? Well, only That's the difference. Well, I, let me tell you why. Because I know being in the lock a locker room as an offensive lineman, O lineman don't play that game. Like they don't play that game. <laughs> you haven't been to Los Angeles lately. Bro. I you guess gotta not. Get out. I guess not. I get, but it just rubbed me the <laughs> wrong way. If the man took it, down, I'd be okay. But as a football player, as a football player. He's the number one overall pick. Like he he is that oh, yeah. dude. I want to yeah. see I want to see and them defensively it. progress. It's not offense. It's never been offense with Lincoln. And I will tell you, I think that having Cliff there's could be a big deal. Like I think it's just a very big deal because if Lincoln wants to take that step back and be the CEO that he has talked about in an interview or two, okay, well maybe he can get a little bit serious. But the biggest the biggest thing for me. Getting Bear Alexander, what the defensive tackle from Georgia. Okay, now that's changing a little bit what we've seen from USC. Like that kid's a top five pick. Like that. Okay, now you got some dudes now. Dude, that, his name's Bear. I know. He's got big claws. <laughs> he's gonna get people out there. You try to run on him, he's got you. What a what a great name. Like what a great name. Oh, Bear. It's so good. And I mean, for a guy of his size, too. I know. Like, like that's supposed to be a nickname. Who picked that at birth? Like, this is going to be a bear. Like, just was he like when you picked him up? Was he growling? Like, I mean, did he eat salmon his whole life? Like, what? Like, what was going on? I, I do want to get to you I'm with it. Kill the transfer portal. 
What's that? The transfer portal. They, they they just crushed in the transfer portal. Oh, oh they you just know, crushed in the transfer. Most of the defense is going to be new starters. Um, you know, that was He's obviously, always you know, crushing it in the everybody portal. Everybody saw that last year in the bowl game. He's always crushing in the portal, though. That's one thing Lincoln always does well. Like, identifies guys out of the portal, not just the five-star dudes, not just the Addisons of the world. He really does good. That's one thing you got to give him. He does a great job there, too. And what's interesting, this recruiting is just such a, a much different level, too, at USC. Recruiting is the lifeblood. Sure. So. We, we had the. We were in the 60s one year with Clay Helton, and then oh, you, you saw that what that did to an organization. So having Lincoln back up, I mean, they couldn't they couldn't have really like knocked it out of the ballpark any better. Like you bring in Lincoln, Caleb Williams comes with him. The offense goes from you know struggles to dynamite, and then you know year two, it's it's hard to change it all in a day. People say that like, oh, Tulane beat him and. And, you know, Utah beat him. What a down year. It's like, did you see us the year before? <laughs> did you want to talk about a down year? Like, completely right. overachieved last year. And, and everybody needs to rethink that. You know, you get a little sniff of the good stuff, and you're like, man, we could use some more of that. So I, I think this is going to be the year, though. Like, I, they're, 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 bet online's got them, you know, over, over 10, I think it's 14 to 1 national title. Like, there's good value in that and uh, a lot of fun. And then, you know, we can tweet about it every day. No question. Last one before you get out of here. Uh, the championship game on Mondays. What a joke. I got, I got two, two, two jokes. Let's start there. Okay, let's start why, there. Why, okay, like put yourself in those meetings, right? Let's do it on a Monday. And you're like, great, you know, Monday night football. And, you know, no one has anything to do on a Monday night. Why would you think that your product is so inferior that you need to pick a night where no one has anything to do? in order to be successful. Like it's the college football championship. It's the second biggest game behind the Super Bowl. And you're telling us that I've got other things to do. You know what I have to do on a Monday night? Things I actually have to do. <laughs> My kids work like those are things I got to do. You know what I do all season long? Watch college football on Saturday. No doubt. And marinate in it. And drink beers with my friends and go to the bar and have a good time. And then here comes the playoffs nine months later. And then here comes the championship game on a Monday night at nine o'clock at night on the East Coast. And like, why? And they're like, the ratings are down. College, the ratings are down because the semifinals are on New Year's Eve. When, right. by the way, people also have other things to do. It's right. not a holiday. And then you put it nine days later, 12 days later. And like we talked about before, now with the transfer portal, the rest of the country's already checked out by now. Right. They're already on to next year for their team and recruiting and all these other things. You put it on a Monday night, I mean, that is, that's bad. That's bad. You own Saturday, NCAA. You own it all year. Own it with a championship game. I want to go to the bar. I want to invite friends over. No one's doing that on a Monday night. Bring it home. Well, and here's the thing. Like, they think that it's going to take away views because the NFL's going. No, it won't. Like you will, you will no, still draw like, those same views. Do it sooner. Do it before Christmas. Get it out of here with New Year's. Yeah. Do it week after, if you can assemble the conference championship game in a week, then you can assemble the playoffs in a week. Go the winner of the Pac-12 should play the winner of the Big Ten the next week. Just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Mm -hmm. Six weeks for everybody to run around and practice. But, dude, that's so – that's ancient. 
That's ancient. Pull it back. How many TikToks are you going to watch between the end of the year and the playoffs? Like people need it now. Need it now. Yeah. I got one more for you. I got to ask you a question because I know you talk a lot of recruiting. I do. What are your thoughts when a kid signs like junior year? That contract itself can be torn up at any time. Is that something that you would like to see changed at some point? Like, why can a kid sign junior year and then just stop senior year? Like, give give me your thoughts as a recruiting guy on that. I'm going to say no only for this reason. Okay? No because coaches move and coaches can go wherever. Okay. Like, can that be in the contract? Like in their contract? Yeah. If if a kid signs – he should go. Yeah, and it's and it is in their contract, but the NCAA has given them the leeway. So let me give an example. But but kids are exploiting that. Go figure. People are exploiting something right. that wasn't intended for it to do. Go figure. But why sign? You don't have to sign. Well, I because say I'm going to LSU. Well, let me give an let me give an example. A kid signed in December. Okay, LSU didn't play until January the January the second or third, something like that. Well, the coach then gets, you know, uh, picked up by the NFL, which, by the way, those head coaching moves didn't get done until after February. So the kids signed there for, a, for a uh, what, um, two months almost, and then his coach gets picked up by Sean Payton to go to Denver. So there are some reasons that I do understand it. However... I just don't know why you, like you said, you're signing there. Like if you're gonna leave, like that part I don't get. Like it, you gotta, you should like, be like, able to have a circumstance that happened to why you gotta get out of that letter of intent. Like for example, Jaden Rashada. Everybody said, oh, well, he signed with Florida. He gets out of it because they promised him nil and he didn't get it. Well, that's bad business on everybody's part. Why? Did, I mean. Billy Napier was what revolved his entire recruiting class around that kid. Yeah, and it, it's just the it's the tweet of I'm reopening my recruiting process. It's like I don't know. That's the one. But dude, thanks so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. And, Obviously, and, big fan of the show. I, 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 well, last thing on that the the all only right. reason why I think that the, like all of this needs to be involved is because everybody's exploiting everything that they can, coach, player, et cetera, and nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. And I think that that's a problem. Bron, my man, I appreciate you on this live platform that you, uh, what is it, three years ago, three years ago, uh, right after COVID, that you gave me a shot, and then now we're here. Like, I, I think I told you when, when we first ever spoke, like, hey, man, this is going to be a thing. And I'm glad to, to be here with Believe, man. I really do mean that. Yeah, and, and thank you. And look, it, it, the feeling's mutual. And, and all of your, you know, fans and followers and, you know, everybody watching now should know, like, you earned it. You know, you work hard. Um, you know, you're passionate about this. Like, that's all we could ask for a host. You know, work hard, be passionate. Um, and, and you've earned it. And, and it's just getting started, by the way. You know, these are... There's a long way to go for you to get to uh, where we want to be, and uh, we're going to get there together, and we're excited about it. But I'll let everybody get back to awesome LSU talk. Thanks for listening to some USC. Got to preview it a little bit. It's it's coming. We're playing. Hey, I love it. Thank you so much, Brian. We'll talk soon, buddy. Of course. All right, that's Bron, our man, Bron, the CEO.
Yeah, baby. A lot of people in here saying, great guest, dude. He's fantastic, man. Like Rick. Rick says, Braun bringing that West Coast swag to AYS tonight. That he did. That he did. You got to love it. That's a cool-ass dude. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Dude's amazing. All right. Let's take our final break. We'll return. I will give you my... um, Zach, what was I supposed to do? I have no idea. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. Uh, Carol Falls. Carol Falls. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Ah, yes, 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 regionals. Um, So here's my prediction. Because, as I said, we won't be back until Saturday for the postgame. Um... I think if you're LSU, guys, I think you gotta get done it. it you gotta get it done in two. I'm fearful if this goes to a third game that Kentucky, who has seven seniors and a lot more depth with their arms than you do, quality depth, you're really gonna need, you're really, really gonna need to get this done as quickly as possible. Can you win in, a, in the best of three, being tied 1-1 one, one going into game three? Yes, you can be. Yes, and yes, you can. But I just think you start questioning some things. You go back to the, the series in April, and I know both teams have changed, but I, I just I don't feel good about you not going into a game three situation in an elimination uh, event. With that being said, you got to have Ty Floyd – Look, we know what Paul Skeens is going to do. He's more than likely going to be the Golden Spikes Award winner. And I voted for him 10 times. I voted for Cruz 10 times today. So there is my ballot. I voted for both men 10 times today uh, for the Golden Spikes Award. uh, uh, award. I I will say this. You know what Skeens is going to give you? You have a really good idea of what Skeens is going to give you. Probably no more than two runs at max because he's going to be pissed off at what Kentucky did to him the first time. And bottom line is, bottom line, you need Ty Floyd and Thatcher Hurd to stand up again. You got to, they got to stand up because you're going to score runs. I just don't stop the feeling. I got a feeling, man. I got a feeling inside my bones. I got this feeling inside my bones. You're going to hit. You need to go out there and shut them down. I know everybody's talking about them in the regional 
and Kentucky looked good on the mound. Indiana is not LSU. And we're going to go out there and show it. All right, we'll see you knuckleheads on Saturday, the post game. It's been real. It's been fun. Talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.